Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 2019 Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and for the first time ever, I'm actually all alone in the studio. It's going to be a little weird, but I'm not completely by myself. We do have our esteemed producer, Tracy Lynn, hanging in here with us. I am. Happy New Year, JJ. Just just a smidgen under the weather. Yes. I I, My voice is a little bit raspy. I've been feeling bad probably for a few days, but uh, I think that I'm I, I think it's on its way out. It's you know how you feel worse before you get better. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I hope you stage. feel better. This what, what a junky way to start 2019. <laughs> yeah, I was I was feeling bad on New Year's and I said, "Wow, off to a great start." Yeah, well, well, you'll you'll get better. Your 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 year will turn out wonderful. And yes. thanks thanks for hanging out with us today. The mysterious James Munts. We'll just start calling him Mysterious Muncie. <laughs> he actually uh he's he's on his way back into Richmond now, but didn't quite make it back in time. We 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 thought it was gonna happen that way. But that's okay. It's okay. Because we have we have you, we have all of our listeners. Yes, we do. And we have plenty of things to talk about. Everyone, wherever you're listening to us right now, uh maybe you're on Facebook Live on Great People Show Facebook page. We we simulcast every show on Facebook Live. Um, podcast live on 92.7 in Richmond, wherever you're listening to us right now. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your journey. You can get every one of our episodes on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. And uh, so why are you here? Why are we here? Why am I here? Well, every show we deliver to you, the listener, insights and inspiration for a life of significance. And, and that could not be more important, I believe, then on our second annual goal setting show, because we tend to forget about our significance whenever we think about what we want and where we're going to go. And when we talk about greatness, it is the great people show. Greatness is about serving others, isn't it? It's not just about being the best you can be. It's about serving others. So Tracy, I'm curious. Yes. Are you into resolutions, goal setting? Is this time of year meaningful for you for that, or is it meaningless? It, it's very meaningful. And, uh, I mean, I I try not to make a lot of resolutions because, you know, I break most of them, really. But, <laughs> but nice. throughout the year, I try to set goals throughout the year. And, okay. you know, standard goals losing weight, eating better, and stuff like that. But this year, I have. I want to do something a little bit different. Okay. What is it? Um, I want to learn how to meditate, actually, because I feel like I get so caught up in life and things to do and stuff like that. And I don't rest enough. And and I think that's a reason why I am under the weather right now, because I did stress about Christmas and getting everything done. And I just don't think I allowed myself to get enough rest. Very true. So that's one resolution that I definitely want to uphold this year is learn how to meditate in and um, I, th- I think it, it comes hard for me because my mind just doesn't want to rest. So I think it's something that a behavior that I'm going to have to learn to do. So let's 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 break down your goal. 
into our three-tier framework that we're going to talk about today. It's real simple, folks. Number one is, what do you want? That's obviously what you want is to meditate. Number two is, why do you want it? And you mentioned that a little bit, but just define that a little bit more (laughs) specifically over the next whole year. you, you, You talked about, you think that may be why you're sick now. But as you look at your entire upcoming year and then year after year, don't even look at it as, as a one-year thing. Right. Ongoing. For the rest of your life, if you are able to meditate, why is that important for you? I think it's important because um, health-wise, you know, I believe that, you know, lack of sleep, a la- you know, stress, I believe that that actually takes a toll on your body. Mm. And um, I... I think that if I learn how to meditate and learn how to relax, I'll sleep better. And I think everything will fall into place after that. Good. You know, I'll eat better. I'll have more energy to exercise. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's like a domino effect. Well, you sound very, very clear on what you want and why you want it. Yes. So let's get down to the real hardcore in the trench. The third piece of this is what are what are you going to do different to get it? Well, that's the million dollar question. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I think it's something I'm gonna have to figure out. You know, I I, oh, I we re- can't accept that answer, I, Tracy. I, I'm sorry. I realize there's a lot of apps <laughs> okay. for everything. Um I think I wanna Can st- I give you one piece of advice? Sure. Getting can- getting back on your phone in order to meditate is probably not a good path forward for that. Probably not. I'm, I'm just thinking out loud here. Yes. Okay. You're probably right. <laughs> um, maybe open up an old-fashioned book and start reading okay. a book. So, um, sounds great. Love it. How do you break some of the cycles that you have in your life that's preventing you from meditating now and from getting away from it now? Like, there needs to be a ch- there needs to be a break in the Tracy chain somewhere in order for this new thing to occur. What is it? Turning off the TV. Okay, good, good. Um, turning off the cell phone. Yes. And the computer. You have an iPhone. I do. Ha- I have an iPhone and an iPad. Are, are you using the Screen Time feature in the new iOS? Yes, I have been using it, and I do have a lot of screen time. Okay. Do you have you recently <laughs> checked? So, where do you spend most of your time on your phone? Um, I text a lot. Okay, so you can actually go in now with a screen time and see where you're spending most of your time. Mm-hmm. Set a goal for yourself to only allow certain number of minutes per day on certain apps, oh. and you can actually ch- you can actually set that up on your phone. One of my goals, I have ten goals for 2019. One of my goals is 30 minutes a day in social media. Okay, wow. and you know I was spending. Based on what my phone was telling me, hours. Oh, wow. Hours on my phone in social media. Okay. Mm-hmm. What a wake-up call it is on January the 1st when you wake up and you realize for the first 31 minutes of the new year, I spent 30 minutes of it on Facebook because it timed me out. Wow. <laughs> and for the rest of the day, I could not look at Facebook. Oh, was that hard what for you? What a wake-up call. It was <laughs> I felt the pressure of my normal minute by minute, hour by hour, daily routine of just switching over and seeing what's on Facebook go away. It just evaporated. And I wouldn't say that I experienced anxiety, but I was completely conscious of how bad of a habit it was all day long. Right. It felt so good, Tracy. It to, to unplug. So good. It was amazing. 
than yesterday happened again. But I was I was more actually when I woke up on New Year's Day, I forgot about the goal. But my phone didn't forget about the goal, <laughs> which was good. And that's what we need to talk about whenever this third one is what are you going to do different to get it? We have to put certain triggers in our life, almost preventative measures. So your goal is very much based on you've got to stop doing a lot of things in order to even have the time in the psychology to do the right things. Right. Because if you just run to doing the right things, the other things are going to start to take back ever. Because you mentioned right at the top, a lot of something about a lot of goals that you're not going to be able Perhaps. to <laughs> yeah, keep, keep, keep going is um, we, we forget to turn off some things in order to turn on the new things. We, we feel like will is going to get us there, but it doesn't. And there's a lot of things that um, that won't get us here on the show, and that's not running our commercial, so we have to go take a break. So don't go away, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. So here's some compelling statistics for you all right now. Forty percent of people make resolutions. And what we're referring to is that time of the year, New Year's, where for some reason we just psychologically believe it's a good time to set a goal, but resolutions are not goals. Resolutions are desired future states with no commitment really attached to it. Because only 8% are achieved. If these resolutions had any commitment attached to it whatsoever, that number would be higher. And 80% of that failure happens in February. So I guess we got to give some people credit. At least many people make it through the month. So this is why resolutions suck, because we're not even using the right word. Now, I have a few favorite holidays. I absolutely love Thanksgiving and Christmas. But New Year's is my favorite holiday of the entire year because I use it as a cleanse and reset for my so I don't get into resolutions, but folks, what I do seriously, seriously getting into is taking the time, a lot of time, to really dig in to where I've been in the last year and where I'm going in the next year so that I can set myself up for long-term marathon success. One of my favorite quotes is by Dave Ramsey. He says, paraphrase here don't live like everyone else today so you cannot live like everyone else later setting strong goals call them resolutions if you want but they're not setting strong goals requires a tremendous amount of sacrifice just like what i was talking with you tracy a minute ago is what are the things that you're willing to sacrifice in order to achieve this new thing and yours was less time on your phone less time in front TV. of the TV mm-hmm. and it gives your 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 mind your heart your soul the whole package a time to go and do something different with it because yes. we get in these just routines um you may want to call them healthy or unhealthy i kind of call them just flat it's it's almost like the rice cakes of our life you know there's no flavor in it you think it's also laziness well, I we, think we tend to be a little lazy and yeah. fall back on our old habits because it's just easier. It's easy. mm-hmm. Relaxation is easy. Um, there's there's many of you right now that need to relax a little bit more. 
and there's some of you that are relaxing too much in your life. Uh, it's it's escapism from uh, negative parts of our life. Maybe you have uh, an unhappy household. Perhaps you have an unhappy job. But then people use that quote-unquote relaxation time as really an escape time. And you wonder why you can't find what you're looking for in that escape time. It's 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 not going to work out that way. It's not going to work out that way at all. Um, so what do I what do I do with all this time in my favorite holiday of the year? Well, uh, I, I have a process. I, I have a framework. I, I I don't wing it, folks. I I don't sit around and think about what I'd like to do different, and then maybe go get a gym membership, or go to the gym a few times, or go running a few times because I said my goal was to exercise more and to lose weight. That's there's no framework there. There's your process. If you want change in your life, if you want different results in your life this year, you must have something that makes you look and work, think, behave differently every single day. If it's not there for you every single day, ain't going to happen. If it does happen, you got lucky. But I'm going to prove to you a little bit later that we can't just be ourselves and be uh, status quo and expect anything to change. Now, I said this at the beginning of our show last year. This time last year, we did a goal-setting show. And here's my disclaimer for it this year. If you're pretty happy with your life and content, then just don't expect much to change. And in fact, I'm not even sure why you're listening to the show anymore. And most of you out there are pretty happy with your life and, and you're content. But I bet because you're listening to the show, that's not completely you. That you are not fully content with where you are, who you are, and what you know you could be in this particular world. So stay tuned because that's what we're going to cover on today's show. This three-step framework. And this is something I'm going to ask you to do while you're listening to the show. And I'm going to give you some ideas of things you can go do after the show. But for just one thing in your life, and there's there's about 10 different solid areas of your life that you can really dig into. Financial, vocational, parental, marital, um, health. These are just some of the big ones. But just pick one area, just one thing that you feel like it needs to transform in your life. Being a better parent, being a better spouse, doing something at work, doing something with your health. And let's face it, Tracy, you and you mentioned it too. Most people really focus on health this time of year yes. because most people have done some really bad things to themselves around the holidays. Yes. Too many cookies. <laughs> too many cookies. And for some of our wild <laughs> listeners out there, too many shots. Yes. Too much fun. So they're feeling guilty. Uh-huh. Guilt is a powerful motivator. Guilt and fear are very powerful motivators, mm -hmm. I think. I don't, I never recommend tapping into those. Okay. <laughs> I really don't <laughs> because um, um, guilt, if you're a God-fearing person, guilt is not from God. Neither is, neither is all fear. Some fear is. But we need to be very careful about the negative and positive motivators. I actually have a whole little segment here that we're going to cover on how our motivators tied 
if, if they're not tied into our goals, then we are actually doomed for failure. So we have to be very mm-hmm. conscious of ourselves with that. So let's talk, let's talk about this first one. What do you want? How do you identify the right goal? Well, here's what I do. Here's how I start. I literally, and by the way, I don't do anything digitally. I don't do it on a computer. I don't do it on a phone. I don't do it on a tablet. None of this, Tracy, none of this is anywhere on a computer. If you're worried about losing your stuff, that's why I do it on my software, then take a picture of it. But there is tremendous amount of evidence and research out there that writing these down give you an incredible percentage increased chance of it actually being successful. And I don't mean just writing it down once. I mean, things that you should be writing down every single day. So this whole process that I use is all writing down. Old fashioned. Old fashioned. Old fashioned is new fashion. Step one is to literally just take, take a blank page somewhere and write down as many goals as you can possibly imagine for yourself. Okay. And keep it within the year. So if, what happens if you start writing down things that, like bucket list things, it just complicates the whole process. That's a good exercise to do. But I think you should do that separately. Now, we're talking about 2019. What are all the things that I want to have happen to come into fruition for 2019? I worked really hard at this because I just keep going until my brain can't keep going. And then I put it away. And then I come back to it in a couple hours to kind of let your brain reset a little bit around it. And I came up with around 35 goals. And my challenge, uh, and if, I don't know if, um, if, if our longtime listeners saw last or either saw or listened to last year's show, Brian Willett came on. He goes to 100, 100 goals. Wow. I can't imagine. That's I, a I, lot. I, 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 I expended my brain on this and I ended up with about 35 or so goals. So I just start writing. I don't, I don't care if some of them overlap. I don't care if they are similar. I don't care if they're all in the same domain, just whatever. Just write, 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 write. So folks, this is your first step right now. Just take out a piece of paper. Well, when the show's over, I don't want you to stop listening to the show. When this, when the show's over, just literally write down all the goals. And it doesn't matter where you're at in life, how old you are. It doesn't matter. You will be amazed with what you want to accomplish in a year because all the, everyone says, well, you don't want to do more than five or 10 goals. So what happens is you get, you just get really stuck in trying to think of just a few things you want to accomplish. Screw all that. I want you to write down every single possible goal that you could ever imagine accomplishing in 2019. I don't care what it is. So what you do is you have this nice little laundry list. Now, um, I take, I take these things and put them into a, a mind map and, you can Google mind map. I'm not going to get into that on the show, but basically it's just a diagram where you, you take these things and you put them into categories that are similar to each other. So you can literally visibly see them kind of grouped together. And, you know, sometimes you'll maybe get some overlap and, and you'll need to combine them and say, hey, you know, well, actually that one doesn't make any sense because this is almost the same goal. You can do a little bit of that, but I think you're going to be pretty surprised. And after you do this l- nice little list of goals, how many of them are very different from each other? And, I, and and here's the rule that you need to set for yourself. Once you write the goal down, don't erase it. Don't mark through it. It's okay to combine it with another one, but don't just take it away. Because here's what you think you're doing. Here, here, you've already convinced yourself that you can't do it. You have literally quit 
already. That's not a good way to start this process, folks. We don't start by quitting. Now, it's okay after you get into this to back off something. I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole, but sometimes our goals can be too ambitious. But at the end of the day, if there's other things you need to accomplish in your life rather than that, well, then maybe it's time for that goal to go. But let's not start that way, okay? Let's let's not start by quitting. So you've got this, this diagram or this list of goals. Now is when you start to narrow it down to no more than 10. I've actually, Tracy, I've actually found this process to be pretty easy. Okay. Is to, is to, is to get down to the most in, important goals. And um, you have to think about, are these the most important goals for me? Or are these the most important goals for my family? This is where we get into um, the, the next question of, of why do you want it? And um, we're going to take a quick break here in just a minute. But the other big thing to, to really look at these goals is, are they going to be habit goals or are they going to be achievement goals? Because how you go after it is going to make a huge difference in what you get from it. Because if it's a habit goal, it's something you can work on every day. And that's what we're actually looking for. So don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. So one quick thing on this whole habit versus achievement goal. A habit goal is something that you're doing either every single day or multiple times a day or most days per week. Okay, that's probably obvious. An achievement goal is just something you set out in the future is, like, I want to run a half marathon. That This is actually a good one. I want to run a half marathon. That's an achievement goal. A habit goal is, I want to run at least an hour three days a week. Well, if you accomplish your habit goal, you will meet the the requirements of your achievement goal. Those are two very separate goals, though, because you can run three days a week but never run the half marathon. So in that case, I recommend you do both. Here's why. You can say, I want to run a half marathon. But what happens to our brain whenever we see goals too far out into the future is we don't start working on them until it gets close to it, and then we try to find ways to get out of it. By the way, that whole structure of achievement versus habit goal comes from uh, Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner, which I've talked about it on the show every once in a while. I started using it a year ago. It absolutely transformed my life. Go to fullfocusplanner.com. Folks, buy this thing. It's dirt cheap. You get four of them a year, every quarter. The, the structure in this thing is absolutely amazing. It requires you to really look at everything every day. It gives you the framework you need to accomplish your goals, period. If you get this thing and then you don't accomplish your goals, it's your fault. Trust me, it's the bomb. Okay, And I don't make any money off of it. I'm not getting paid on that. I'm just doing it because you need to go get it. And there's tons of videos and resources. He's got some online classes. I've done them. They're fantastic. Um, so let's get a little bit into the next steps. So we talked about what are your goals. Let's talk about the why. Um, I use an assessment called Success Insights. And part of the assessment, I use it for my coaching clients. Part of my assessment is used to identify people's driving forces slash motivators. Um, what are those? Those are the things that get us energized and charged up. And if you ever get into the zone, you get excited about something, you're tapping into one of those motivators. And there's 10 of them. 
Um, it's it's a little sciency, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. Um, but we're going to kind of break down some of these uh, in a minute. But we have a caller, Tracy. Who's on the line? Corey Slusher. Corey. Oh my gosh, Corey is on the line. Corey, you with us? I am. Oh, today's the day, Corey. Hi, friend. Today is the day. <laughs> I've been trying my entire life to get you on this show. Happy oh, New Year, Corey. It's happy been a New Year. it's been a long time. <laughs> How you doing? I'm well. I am. I'm really well. Good. So, um, I've been wanting to talk to you about a lot of things for many months now, but today's the day that we're talking about your goals in it. Is that why you called in or do you call in for another reason? Okay. No, no, no. This was, that was it. Yeah. So let's talk about your goals. What you got going on? So that's just it. I mean, you, you put the research question out there and you're like, so what are your goals for 2019? And sitting here listening to you, I realize that I'm going about it all wrong. Okay. So it, it's. I have things I want to do, but to call them goals, it, it seemed kind of arbitrary. I mean, I, I want to pave my driveway and I want to get a new front door and <laughs> I want, you know, all of these tangible things. And yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. So then what? How does that really better my life? And I feel like resolutions should be a a a life changing, a better your quality of life, better the lives of people around you kind of thing, not necessarily a tangible thing. I want to take my, my son to Disney. Well, that's, that's good. That's great. That, that is a, okay, this is a goal. This is going to change his life. Right. Kind of thing. So that's where I was like, eh, I don't know where my goals are. <laughs> so it sounds like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And, and, and this, is, this is where we get a little stuck with goals because we think and we feel that we should be thinking bigger. But what starts to happen, Corey, is we start to think too big, too soon, and then we end up setting ourselves up for failure. And by the way, I am perfectly, perfectly fine with the paved driveway in the door, especially if you have wanted this for a while. Or because let's think of a bigger goal there. I mean, you talk about your driveway and your, and your door. Isn't, isn't that having... Um, a home to be proud of. Sure. I mean, that's, that's an admirable goal. So, cause you got to, do you have any other children? Just your son? No, I have a, I have a 21 year old. So she's out of the home at this point. Okay. So, you know, this is, well, m maybe part of the goal is to get your daughter back into the home every once in a while. right? No, well, that every now and again, just but. now and again. No, I don't mean like <laughs> don't full time. Yeah. Friend. We're not talking about full time. I mean, we're talking about just give her a, give her a play. You know, if, if that's, if that's a part of what you want, because that's, um, that's creating a, that's creating an environment for your, your family. So that would, that would fit into your, your parental domain in a way. And so as you think of your life, just for a moment, five to 10 years, who do you want to be? Where do you want to be? What's one of those really big audacious goals that you've thought about for yourself? Oh gosh, JJ, I, that, <laughs> that is, uh, I just want to be happy. Okay. And, and it's not that I'm not now. Right. Um, I just, I, I want to continue to be happy. I want to do fun things and make sure that my family is able to do them with me. So it's, I mean. Is there a gift that you possess that whenever you're involved in it, that you, you, 
people tell you that, you know, you're really good at this and Mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of in the zone and it kind of comes easy for you. And it, it just, it's beyond contentment. It's just kind of like, um, you're, you're built for it. Yeah. What is it? It's, um, it's flowers. Really? Tell me more about that. Truly. It's well, so I, I work for a grocery store mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm one of the managers. And of course I have to be adept in all areas of it. But yep. when I'm over in the floral shop, I'm able to get in there and it's my Zen. It's my happy. Oh. Um, figured this out a couple of years ago and it's really, really, I, in, I enjoy it. I, and being able to help develop the girls back there and help them be better and do well and build their businesses is just really where my heart is. So I'm curious, and uh, if if the quick answer is you don't know or probably not, then let's let's and that's that's a good answer. As you look anywhere back into the history of your life. Did this flower thing have any impact on you? Like, were you um, were you around flowers growing up, or did someone do something with flowers that had a an impact on you? I mean, is it traceable back to anything in your past, or is this something that just kind of came up? No, well, the the floral design piece of it just kind of came up. Okay. Um, my grandmother, my mom's mom, always had these beautiful gardens. Okay, there you go. Wonderful. So So, that's pretty. As far as doing arranging and designing and that kind of thing, no, they were just there and they were gorgeous. So one thing to identify, and I always go back to the parents and the grandparents when I'm talking to people about their calling and their gifts, is because it's from your grandmother, it's in your DNA. So it's not going anywhere. And it's actually a gift that's been given to you. And you probably didn't even realize it until you stumbled into this. And, And there is a huge connection there with your grandmother. So the next question to think about is, where is is a is a big part of this impacting other people for you? Well, yeah, yeah. So you see the how the flowers can bring happiness and joy and tranquility. Yeah. Because when I think of flowers, I think of the good times in our life, right? New mm-hmm. relationships, anniversaries, but then there's also the sad times in our life. It's the funerals, yeah. and where I remember my dad's funeral. Um, my dad worked on the railroad for 39 years, and mm-hmm. um, there were guys that he worked with uh 30 years prior that i'd never met coming to his funeral and they had this this train wheel created with flowers on it and i i had this thing sitting outside in front of my house for weeks after i mean it was dead after a while but it was it was so sentimental to me and it was a reflection of what my dad had so i i totally get that so the so so the now that you know you has a huge impact for other people for you what can you do with this like is this about owning your own flower shop? Is this about creating a nonprofit where you can actually um, bring floral arrangements to people in times of of joy and need when they can't afford it? Like, have you thought about those kind of things? I have, and the the business side of it scares the bejesus. Good, out of it's me. supposed to scare you because it's scary, but that's a good thing. Okay, keep um, going. <laughs> and I, honestly, I hadn't thought about the nonprofit side. That really is more my speed. Okay, <laughs> that's more my comfort level. Um, can I can I give you can I give you a wake up call, Corey? Yeah, managing a nonprofit is harder than managing a for profit business. I don't think it is. Oh friend. yeah, I don't. Wait till you have to go ask for people for money. I mean, Dude. at least if you're doing a for profit business, you're you're selling them something. Oh I, yeah. 
asking people for money is not. Yeah, again, Wait. this could be a whole nother conversation. I know, but see, <laughs> but, but see, now we're getting into the goals. Now we're getting into the goals. You've got this this gift, which has to do with with flowers. Mm-hmm. The next question is, what are you willing to sacrifice to impact more people? And that sacrifice for you could be fear, fear of um, getting out of your comfort zone, fear of asking people for money, fear of starting your own business. What's beautiful about this thing is with the world of the Internet, you can start your own business today with no money. It's amazing. You can do anything you want. So we've got to go to a commercial break, but um, I'm hoping this brief conversation has sparked something in you. And the way I always measure it when I'm talking to people, whether it's coaching or, or calling people on the show, I hope this keeps you up at night tonight. I hope this keeps you up tonight and you go, <laughs> I got to do something about this. Okay. You promise you if, you, yes, if, if you stay up at night, you got to do something about it. Okay. I, I will. You will know. You All right. Thanks. Know. Thanks for calling the show, Corey. Thanks, JJ. Bye. Wow. See, that's what we're talking about, folks. Most people are sitting around right now wondering, what should I be doing? Where should I be going? Every single bit of this is sitting inside you right now, and it's time to get it out. It's also time for us to take a break, so don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. I could spend a whole day on the air just taking calls like Corey. This is what it's all about, folks. All right. So, Tracy, we are talking about motivators, drivers, and we're going to weave your goal and Corey's goal into this whole concept of why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mentioned uh, before we talked to Corey that there are 10 motivators, according to TTI success in, insights that really drive us in what we're doing. Uh, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump to one that uh, I think is really tied into you. So by the way, folks, these motivators are either part of us or not part of us. Or maybe kind of in the middle. But when they're really intense, we are like really, really driven towards them. And it makes achieving the goal much easier. On the other hand, if we are trying to accomplish a goal and we aren't motivated by this at all, we're going to we're probably not going to do it. It's, or it's going to be painful along the way. So the first of the 10 that we're going to talk about, Tracy, is harmonious. And okay. what is harmonious? Harmonious people are driven by experiences and seek balance in their surroundings. And actually, a, a sample goal for this is your sample goal. Seek more rest and relaxation. Mm-hmm. Isn't that perfect? Meditation. Yes. Yeah. Um, these are folks who um, uh, who like to stop and smell the roses. Um, they prefer to live in the now and worry about tomorrow at another time. Now, I'm curious if that describes who you are today. Are you a, a stop and smell the roses kind of gal? Um, sometimes. But I, okay. I, 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 I'm a planner. I like to look mm. into the future and plan what's going to happen in the next few years. So, so this meditation could be a little bit of a challenge for me. Absolutely. And, and it's, it, it, it's incredibly important to be aware of who you are and how this ties into your goal. Because if it's exact, you know what Corey said, right? Corey said the nonprofit thing is more my speed. Corey, you need to pay deep attention to the words coming out of your mouth because if you know there's a path of least resistance to achieving that particular goal, then you have to travel that that path. I, sh- I shouldn't have discouraged her so much. It was halfway joking about the whole business versus nonprofit, but you have to listen to your heart and be the people that are not as aware of themselves as they should be can get into a lot of trouble. 
because then you start to do things you're not designed to do, and then you get discouraged whenever you fail at them. And whenever you get discouraged and fail at one goal, you end up just trying to self-sabotage all the rest of your other goals. But how do you get back? If if you do have a day a failure one day, okay. you know, you slip back on your resolution, how how do you mentally get yourself back? Oh, that's what that's 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 the third piece of this is um having what are you gonna do different to get it? That's having the structure in place. Most people forget about the goal. They actually uh, instinctively, Tracy, they try to ignore it. Because once you start to not achieve a goal, you start to feel failure. You try to bury it. Try to. Because you want to avoid. Not deal with it. Right. Okay. So you have to have that. And that's where the, my full focus planner comes into play because I have to see it the next day and then the next day and the next day. And here's, here's another mechanism. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit. What are you going to do, do different to get it is, um, and it's important because of the context that we're talking about here. In the full focus planner, you've got your 10 goals, then you've got your weekly big three things you want to accomplish tied into those goals, and then your daily big three things, and at least one of your daily big three is tied into those goals. And you write down, hear me straight, write down everything you want to do that day. It doesn't matter if you have an electronic to-do list. You can keep that separate. You can double, I double entry. I have two to-do lists. I have a written one and and a digital one. Because there's power in in writing down something you were going to do that day not doing it, and then having to write it down the next day, and not doing it, and then writing it down the next day, and not doing it, you literally, Tracy, Mm -hmm. you get a little disgusted with yourself that you keep writing this thing down that you're going to do, and And you don't do it. What happens if you put it on your digital to-do list once? You can forget about it. You you literally stop seeing it. Mm -hmm. You literally stop seeing it. And you, yeah, and, and out of sight, out of mind. You have to, absolutely. I guess you have to keep it in front of you all the time. All the time. All the time. And you can't write it on the wall. I've got these little quotes everywhere. I can't, I can't even tell you where they're at anymore. They just become mm-hmm. a part of my daily routine. It's kind of a blur. It's a blur. It's a great, that's a great description. It's all a blur. You have to be doing something every single day to put those things into most, like write it down every single day. I know some people that write down their goals every day. Brian? Mm-hmm. The hundred goal guy, mm-hmm. he writes down his hundred goals every day. Every day, wow. every day. There's a lot of power in that. All right, let's get back to the motivators. The, the why. Uh, so here, here is here is one for Corey. This is called the altruistic driving force, and the goal here is to do good for people. To me, that's not really a goal, but you get the point. So altruistic people, unlike those with an intentional focus, the altruistic person is driven by helping as many people as they can. Helping others energizes them and makes them feel good. Someone who regularly gives money to homeless people or volunteers at shelters often is likely driven by the altruistic motivator. Well, if Corey is has like no altruistic bones in her body, it's not going to match up very well to the goal of uh, maybe creating a floral company or a business on the side or a side gig or a nonprofit around it to help other people. Because she's not going to get any energy off that. And if you don't get energy off your goals, you're not going to accomplish them. You're not going to keep doing them. So you have to look at the, and here's just like, here's another one, collaborative. Like if you, if you're not a collaborative person, you're probably not going to be a very good business builder. Um, collaborative people um, don't seek spotlight or care if they recognize for their contributions publicly. They find value in doing something with others to be a good team player. When you're a, a, a leader, a manager, a business owner with employees, and you're not a very collaborative person, you can still be successful, 
but it's harder to be in a particular type of business that requires you to be collaborative, especially if you need to be collaborative with your customers. So these are just some examples, and we'll put all these on our website so you can look at them later. But if your goals aren't matched up with what you are driven by motivationally, and these things can all be explained with science. This is not just a bunch of theoretical blah, blah, blah in your head. I mean, we're talking about the five different, excuse me, 10 different motivations driving forces that you can measure within yourself, match those up against your goal and go, oh, well, of course, I'm not, I'm not reaching my goal. I, I'm not even in my zone here. So the third step in this whole framework is what are you going to do different to get it? And I've already, already talked a lot about the structure that I recommend. Well, let's talk about the one thing that's going to keep you from doing different. And those are self-limiting belief. Tracy, what do you think might be one of your own self-limiting beliefs? Hmm. Something that you believe about yourself that keep you from being successful. And you just know in your heart of hearts is really not true. That's a hard question to answer. Oh, it's one of the oh hardest goodness. questions I don't know to if I can say, I, I don't even know if I can really have something to think off the top of my head right now. I would have to think so about that. Here's a self-limiting belief that I commonly hear with people that need to relax more and meditate is um, if I don't stop doing what I'm doing, I'm not going to be able to actually achieve my goal. So a lot of people that work all the time that need to constantly be moving, need to be plugged in, need to stay active. They have a self-limiting belief that if they don't, if they stop what they're doing physically, they're going to fail. Oh, yes. And the opposite mm -hmm. is usually true. That's, mm -hmm. that's just a very typical self-limiting belief around people that can't relax. Right. Yeah. Why, why do we self-sabotage ourselves? So part of it is a defense mechanism. Part of it is there, there's the theoretical little voices in your head that tell you that you can't do things. Those are very psychologically real. They are there to protect us from harm. Our mind, if you have a fear of public speaking, you have self-limiting beliefs. Your mind is, is, is convincing you that if you get up in front of a group of people, you're going to be embarrassed. You're going to be judged. You're going to be condemned. But that's to make sure that you don't put yourself into a situation where anything bad can happen for you. So the body is sort of protecting it's itself. It's a total protect me mechanism. And let's be honest about it here, Tracy. It feels good. It, there's, it there are positive, there are positive feelings that come from thinking bad about ourselves. Yes, that's true. It is the absolute path of least resistance when it comes to our self-esteem. Yes. And stay in our comfort zone. Very, 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 very comfortable zone is where our self-limiting beliefs are. And there's a great book out there called The Dream Giver. And the, it's the first half. It's by Bruce Wilkinson. And the first half is a parable. And the point of this book, which I'm going to tie back into self-limiting beliefs, is the main character is surrounded by people that reinforce all the self-limiting beliefs because they don't want this person to leave. We are surrounded by people that do not want us to achieve our goals. Because if we achieve our goals, we are going to become a different person and the people around us honestly truly do not want us to be a different person but here's the wake-up call folks the people around us need us 
to be a different person. It's going to be uncomfortable for you. It's going to be uncomfortable for them. But whenever you're done, meaning at the end of life, you want God to be able to say to you, good job. Well done. Well done. You did everything that I needed you to do. Good job. And 100% of that is truly outside of our comfort zone. So we've talked about a lot of things today. This is the year of growth. It's for me personally, my word this year is obedience. Last year was surrender. I needed to shed a lot of things. And while I'm still shedding these things, I am going to be focused on obedience, which is minute by minute, day by day, week by week, doing the things that I need to do to fulfill my calling. And I can guarantee you every bit of it is outside of my comfort zone. I'm going to challenge you to think about what that calling is and chase it and do the hard things that's necessary to get to where you were designed to be. I want to thank everyone for being here for for the first show of 2019. You can catch us every single week. Greatpeopleshow.com. We're on Facebook Live Thursday mornings. We will see you next week because your year depends on it. See ya. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.